The following podcast may contain adult language and conversations revolving around situations not suitable for immature audiences. Spoilers and general political incorrectness can often be expected, so listener discretion is advised. They must be destroyed on sight! Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. Well, actually, this is not really an episode, officially. This is what I'd like to consider an intermission, perhaps? That's the way I'm going to look at it anyway. Um, whenever I am solo, and Daniel and Paul are not here to accompany me, uh, I'll just do a little small episode covering maybe a couple topics here and there, maybe getting into listener comments, talking about what I've watched, and plans for the future, and that's exactly what I'm going to be covering in this episode, so hopefully you won't find it too boring. Doing a one-man podcast is, I know, a very difficult thing to do, very difficult to keep engaging, uh, especially if you're not, you know, playing music or something along those lines, because essentially it's a one-man DJ kind of radio show format at that point, isn't it? Um, and there's no real conversation going on. So anyway, we're going to do this for this week. Might do it again for next week uh, if I have the time. Uh, we're just taking a small little couple-week hiatus, I hope. Depends on what my work schedule is. As long as I get my Fridays and sometimes Saturdays off, uh, usually it works pretty pretty well. I can get an episode out every week. We were planning on just doing our sex comedy series to the end of May, but now it looks like we're going to just have to extend the series a little bit. But anyway, I'd like to get to uh, some comments here really quick to address, and they were both from uh, Mr. Corey Carr from Slaughter Film, a podcast I really enjoy. He says, first on our episode covering the Deadly Spawn from quite a little while back now, February, uh, he said, Deadly Spawn is a pretty charming monster flick. It isn't a great film, but it's one of those that I'll always recommend to those who haven't seen it. And yeah, I gotta agree. It is an amateur, independent film, but there's a lot of heart behind it, and there's a lot of uh, inventiveness behind it, Uh, and a lot of ingenuity as well, just as far as the the effects go. That makes it worth watching and worth recommending, so I definitely agree there. Um, I would not... I would not cite it as some sort of uh, example of uh, overall great filmmaking or storytelling, of course, because none of that's really there. But, you know, that's not really the point with the Deadly Spawn anyway. It's big, giant penis monsters eating people. So, you know, <laughs> you get what you pay for. And his other comment, he, he, he commented on our episode uh, where we were doing um, Zapped, Zapped Again and Ski Patrol from a few weeks ago. Um... His first comment was Wolfcock, uh, which is, of course, in relation to Wolf Cop, a film I quite enjoy, and I know the the guys over at Slaughter Film, at least Corey, I think, watched it, and he enjoyed it. Very, very excellent uh, little sort of update on sort of the Toxic Avenger formula of filmmaking with, you know, a sort of uh, cursed hero violently murdering people in various bloody ways. And, of course, there's a bunch of wolfcock in it, so, you know. Um, his other comment, though, is um, he said he'd love to hear our thoughts on uh, Andy Sedaris films, especially Malibu Express and Hard Ticket to Hawaii. 
He said it could make for an interesting conversation. If you're interested, we can send you a copy of these films. Very appreciative of the offer. Uh, I think we can find those films uh, on YouTube, which I will be looking for. If not YouTube, probably put Locker. No worries there, but I uh, appreciate the offer, uh, sir. And yeah, we will uh, look into those. We'll try to get at least some Andy Sedaris films uh, looked at. Um, I think it'd be interesting to get Daniel to watch a few of these because he was the one who recommended Busty Cops. And the Andy Sedaris films are essentially what Busty Cops, uh, if it had any actual ambition at all, uh, would have wanted to be. So thanks for the comments. Um, again, anyone who wants to leave us comments, questions, suggestions... Uh, you can just listen to the little trailer at the end there. It'll tell you where to go to our official Podbean site, or you can just leave them under the YouTube version of this, you know. But, you know, very, we very much want uh, comments and questions uh, and suggestions because, let's, quite frankly, we wing it most of the time. We don't plan too far ahead. I am incredibly uh, bereft of any originality at all. I think I used the right word there, bereft. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, anyway. On to the next thing, uh, what I've been watching lately, and I haven't really watched a whole lot. I think the best thing I've watched, uh, other than just stuff, you know, that's actually from my actual movie collection, uh, but as far as new things that I either haven't watched before or haven't seen since I was like a kid, uh, I watched uh, It Follows the other day. And I really, really enjoyed it. I know it's a very overhyped film in a lot of ways. Uh, There's a lot of people going, oh, it's a big uh, revelation. It's the new, it's the new fucking world-beating horror film that everyone's going to love. You know, it, it, it got that sort of uh, Babadook uh, press, you know, or um, whatever other popular sort of horror movie that's been around in the last little while. It's sort of gotten that sort of attention. And I think that kind of maybe was a letdown for some people when they finally saw it. I see some negative uh, reviews where some people didn't even really understand what the film was about, which surprised the fuck out of me because it's pretty goddamn obvious what it's about. It's a very obvious sort of allegorical, I guess, uh, uh, story about uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, I mean, it's not even hiding that fact. It's very, very obvious what that's about. Uh, and also about taking responsibility for... Uh, your uh, sexuality, who you have sex with, living up to the consequences of having sex with someone else. Um, it's got some really effective, creepy moments. I wouldn't say it's an outright scary film. It's a very slow build. It, it definitely is very well-paced, very good score, builds attention very well. And just, I think, the uh, the, the underlying idea that if you pass this, this sort of uh, sexual curse on someone else, uh, which is what you have to do if you're not aware that is exactly what the what the major uh, point of the story is, is that there is this curse and no one knows where it comes from, uh, no one knows how it started. If you have sex with a person who has the curse, they pass that curse on to you and you find yourself stalked by this relentless monster that walks at a normal pace, just walks, sort of the Michael Myers kind of thing. And it just walks straight for you. It just keeps on coming and coming and coming. It can look like anyone. It can look like people you know. It can look like a total stranger. And so you might see it coming, but you might not see it coming if you get my drift. Um, so if you pass the curse on 
to someone else by having sex with them, you're safe for the moment, but you're forever looking over your shoulder because what happens if the creature gets them or gets someone else down the line? Uh, it's just going to move to the next person who is uh, before them, and it's eventually going to get back to you. So very, very creepy idea. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I definitely recommend it. It's not super gory. It's not uh, full of action or anything like that. It's, it is a very slow burn, but uh, that's something I appreciated actually. And it's you know it's not full of little Japanese ghost girls running around screaming at people. It's not full of paranormal activity shenanigans and all that horse shit. So yeah, it follows. Definitely recommend it. Uh, as far as anything else I've watched, uh, I've just been watching Chuck Norris films on Netflix, uh, outside of just re-watching the Daredevil TV series, which is awesome. I've just been watching some old Chuck Norris films. Uh, I watched The uh, Hero and the Terror, which was one of his last, if not his last, uh, canon uh, film. And, yeah, it's it's not a good film. It's really not that good of a film. But it does do some interesting things. It almost sort of turns into a slasher film, but it never really quite gets there. Uh, it's got... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but he's the guy who played the uh, the big silent guy in uh, Superman 2, uh, Zod's uh, lackey. Um, but uh, and he's a serial killer who snaps women's necks and then collects their bodies at, like dolls. Um, but yeah, so most of it, unfortunately, is Chuck Norris trying to actually act. And I'll say this, it's probably one of his better acting roles but that's not really saying much for chuck i mean he's better when you're just kicking people's ass when he tries to act it kind of just you know starts poking holes through the entire film uh and this one he's got ptsd but from the fact that his partner was killed by this uh big lumbering serial killer and so he's got all the kinds of those issues and then he's got this weird subplot with his wife and she's pregnant and it goes nowhere and you see chuck norris wearing these gaudy fucking sweaters throughout the entire thing and yeah it just never really comes together you, you want to see chuck norris tailing this string of broken women uh to the killer and having this uh showdown that's all you know lay it all on the line lots of blood lots of guts lots of fighting but you don't really quite get that so you know, at least at least not enough so yeah that, that's pretty much all i've watched and we will move on this is George Romero, and I wouldn't be caught dead not listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, a movie podcast. Get it? Dead? Zombies? That's what I'm known for. Alright, and now we're going to move on to what is coming up here in the near future. We do have a few things planned, uh, not a lot. Like I said, we're still going to finish off our sex comedy series we fully intend to end it with revenge of the nerds and that will be a single episode just covering that movie mainly i know daniel wants to also cover the sequels i have seen revenge of the nerds too uh, i have not seen the made for tv ones that are toned down for fox or whatever they were uh, I know Daniel has seen them though and he wants to talk about them as well so that's cool definitely i think that one will go a little deeper into exploring some of the issues we explored in some of these sex comedies where you know some of them you know there's a quality to a lot of these films that would not be considered politically correct to some people these days um there's definitely some issues of rapiness uh in some of these films uh some strange attitudes and i know we'll probably get into quite a bit 
uh, with Revenge of the Nerds. There are some issues with that film. It's still uh, undoubtedly a, a classic, but you know sometimes it's it's good to uh, just have a nice discussion about these films and get into some of the deeper things going on with them. Um, and I look forward to doing that. I don't know exactly everything we're going to be doing in the episodes between here and now. I think there's going to be at least two or three more episodes before we get to Revenge of the Nerds. One of them is going to be a horror sci-fi sex comedy episode. Well, now, that, now that I've been sort of thinking of titles that we could do for that episode, uh, it almost makes me think we should do a separate series on horror sci-fi sex comedies, but... Uh, I don't think we're going to do that. I know we've been throwing around ideas like Earth Girls Are Easy, Dr. Alien, uh, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. That's definitely one we're going to be covering. Perhaps the Tracy Lords version of Not of This Earth, uh, the remake in the 1980s. I think there was another remake of that film as well in the 90s. I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of those Corman films were remade again and very badly in the 90s. Uh, I know Piranha was remade in the 90s. I know Humanoids from the Deep was remade in the 90s. And they both sucked ass. What else are we going to be looking at? Uh, sometime this summer, Paul and I sort of decided we, were, we wanted to do a series on slasher films. So we're going to be doing that. Probably going to focus on sort of like slasher films in the woods, you know, summer camp slashers, things of that nature. So you're, we're talking, you know, maybe our Friday the 13th, um, just before dawn, the burning. Uh, we haven't really uh, thrown around too many titles yet. It was just sort of a sort of a loosely considered idea, um, but it's definitely one we're going to be looking into. And we're going to try to get Daniel in on these as well. Because uh, he's game for anything. It's kind of interesting. I like that uh, Daniel and Paul are both sort of uh, on each side of the coin as far as movie tastes go. And I'm sort of somewhere in the middle. So it makes for a good conversation, I feel, anyway. So it'll be interesting to try to get Daniel in for some of these and see what he thinks of these films. Uh, I know he's not as much of a horror guy as Paul and I are. So def definitely look forward to that. Probably, probably July or August is probably when we're going to looking to doing those. I'm thinking August would probably be the month to shoot for for that. Between here and August, uh, the sex comedy is in August, we're just probably just going to be doing some odd episodes, odd number, odd things, just covering odd topics, maybe some new films, just some random stuff, maybe do a couple list episodes again, you know, like top five, whatever, or favorite this, favorite that. Just, you know, just sort of filler episodes. I find even those uh, garner some pretty good conversation. So look forward to that. And definitely somewhere down the road, probably in the fall, I'm thinking now, uh, we're going to be doing an extended series on Spaghetti Westerns. Um, that's one I've been sort of planning on and off now for quite a while. Uh, it's one that's going to require some research, so we're going to put that off until I'm really ready to start handing out film assignments, I guess, to Daniel and Paul if he's interested. I have a shitload of spaghetti westerns, and I definitely want to talk about some of them, so that'll be a lot of fun. I know one episode at the very least is going to be sort of a Django episode, where we talk about the original film, uh, try to cover some of the uh, so-called sequels, and just, you know, films in general that were renamed with Django in the title to sell more uh, tickets. Gotta love the Italian movie industry, eh? And I think we're gonna also do a comparison between Django and Django Unchained, and we're also planning on getting some uh, commentaries into the works. Uh, 
gonna see if we can rig this up or not um, but Daniel and I definitely want to do some commentaries on some films uh, the idea of doing a commentary on Clerks was thrown around uh, the other week, which I think would be cool. So yeah, that's uh, what to, we sh you should uh, look forward to hearing if you're uh, if you're a listener of this podcast and if you like this podcast. You know, um, hopefully that sounds good to you. Again, if you have any suggestions, uh, we're very open to that. Um, we'll try to fit in your suggestions. We don't have a very uh, strictly set schedule, so. You know, someone comes in and says, yeah, I want you to do these films. Um, yeah, we can probably do it. If, you know, granted that we can find a copy, it would be helpful if it's something on Netflix or uh, if it's something, uh, if it's an older film, something that you can find on YouTube or Put Locker, uh, or if it's just in our film collections, then there you go. We'll definitely get to it, but um, keep that in mind. Uh, now I'll just do a couple uh, podcast plugs uh, that I've wanted to um, plug because they've been plugging us. Um, first, the uh, Midnight Movie Cowboys. Excellent podcast. Uh, I like the stuff they cover. They plugged us uh, two shows ago, I guess. Just out of the blue. Didn't expect it. Uh, so I was definitely taken aback by that. Um, I already thanked them on a previous episode. But I'm just going to plug them again. And um, yeah, they're really good. Really, really good. Really funny. Uh, very non-PC, very politically incorrect. Um, they cover a lot of topics. Very, I just find them really hilarious, really, really, really hilarious. And the the sort of films they cover usually, um, you know, sometimes obscure films or cult films, exploitation, a lot of uh, delving into independent, low-budget film companies like Canon Pictures. Uh, they did a really awesome episode on them. Uh, a couple episodes back, which was really informative. Uh, they do a great job. It's just a really great job. Um, a lot of the in and outs of film history that maybe you don't know about, uh, they, they cover a lot of cool stuff. So I really like that. Uh, and the other one, uh, like I mentioned in the listener comments uh, section earlier here, uh, Slaughter Film. Uh, Corey Carr, Forrest Taylor. They're one of the first podcasts i started listening to as far as movie review podcasts go and i've been listening to them now for fuck must be a couple years now i start i've been listening to them i love them uh great great podcast they have this knack i don't know if it's just really really great editing or if it uh is just natural for them but they have this really great knack of just keeping everything flowing consistently, uh, not a, no big pregnant pauses or anything like that, and they're very informative when it comes to the movies they talk about. They cover a lot of horror and exploitation and stuff like that that I enjoy, and they come off very, very smart and intelligent about what they're talking about, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like some fucking film professor giving you a lecture. It's very conversational and easygoing, and... They manage to keep all their podcasts around an hour, so it's a good, quick listen, and they usually cover two films uh, every podcast. Really enjoy listening to their stuff. So you can find The Midnight Movie Cowboys, and you can find Slaughter Film on the right-hand side on our official Podbean site. And um, yeah, so check them out, and you can find a bunch of other great podcasts that I love as well, and links to other stuff that Daniel, Paul, and myself do on the internet, if you're interested in that stuff, like beer reviews and heavy metal in Paul's case, and 
Daniel's Doctor Who podcast, which I enjoy quite a bit, but I'm a bit of a Doctor Who nerd, at least an old school Doctor Who nerd, so there you go. But yeah, uh, I hope this wasn't too boring. I tried to keep it uh, fairly short. And yeah, uh, like I said, there might be another one of these next week. I don't know. If not, never fear. We'll be back very soon with more of the Sex Comedy series. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. And this is Lee Russell signing out. Cheers. Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For our other episodes, links to Daniel, Paul, and Lee's other stuff, and links to some great podcasts of similar interest, visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. There you can leave us comments on the site or directly email us. We listen and respond to everything. Thank you. Drive through.